and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. And I'm so happy you're here today. Oh, we're going to keep going with, you know, toxic relationships, codependence. And, you know, and if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I, you know, there's so many things that come into play to have a healthy life. To, to live the life you desire, dream of, and mostly deserve. And, and those things are obviously, you know, self-love, healing those wounded parts of us so we can find self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, self-worth, which is so important, so we can make the right decisions and help have healthy relationships. You know, what I do is I combine science, the brain, how the brain works, and um, it... Oh, it just it fascinates me. And the more I read, the more I learn, the more I research, the more I study, I realize that our brain truly is plastic. And we can change our habits, our patterns, our thoughts, the way we think, the way we do things. There's so many things that have been done, you know, through science and studying the brain of, you know, um, massive amounts of um, growth within, you know, diseases and, um, and tragedies, you know, even from paralyzation that you've got to know how the brain works in order to actually start changing these beliefs that you have about who you are and these thoughts and start changing, you know, your life and turning it in the direction you wanted to go. And then the other part is psychology, right? Okay. So, well, you got to know, where the beliefs come from. How did you get these beliefs? What does that mean, this childhood wounding? Well, what do you, what is the beliefs? What does that subconscious limiting belief system do to you? How did it create this, right? So what's the psychology of behind it? And then the third part I use is, you know, spirituality. <laughs> yes, God, universe, all, whatever you want to call a higher being, a higher power that you have faith in and positivity and the law of attraction. And so I take those three things and I put them together, science, psychology, and positivity, positive thinking, you know, spirituality. And when you put those three things together, it's the holistic approach, right? It's the mind, the body, and the spirit. And you then start to heal. You start to live that life you desire and deserve. And I don't believe that any, you can leave out any part of it. At least I can't leave out the science part of it or else I can't help you. So today what we're going to talk about is codependent attachment, which equals obsession. Okay. So when, you know, we, we can't begin to work on ourselves, our lives, our feelings, you know, in, in our own problems until we actually have seen and looked at our obsessions and what you know where they're where they're coming from and why we're why we are obsessing about these things but today i'm not going to really go into the why i'm not going to go into the inner child wounding i'm just going to talk about um how we allow ourselves to detach from the attachment okay so you know it, it basically attachment is becoming overly involved you know basically hopelessly entangled in other people's issues, problems, lives. And so it can take several forms. Well, we become excessively worried about, worried about the person or their problem, preoccupied with them. Um, our mental energy is attached to that person, that thing. Um, 
we, you know, we then become obsessed. And then guess what happens? We become very controlling of the people and the problems in our environment. Every amount of energy, emotional, mental, physical, is directed at that object of our obsession. And in a toxic relationship, it's the partner, the spouse, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call them, you know, and then we become reactionaries instead of acting authentically, you know, from our own um, healed, wonderful self, we're reacting to everything because we're so obsessed, right? So we become emotionally dependent on the people around us and now we're attached to them. And so, and before you know it, we are caretakers, rescuers, enablers, and, and we've chosen this. We have chosen this. Um, it's, it's basically over-involvement of any sort that keeps us in this state of chaos. It can, and it keeps the people around us in a state of chaos. And most of those people are happy to stay in that state of chaos because somehow most likely they're a victim in some way and you're rescuing them in some way, or you've had this codependent relationship with your family, your whole life. Right. And so when we're focusing all of our energies on these people and their problems, well, guess what? We don't have any energy left for us for the business of our life. You know, how, how can we, it overworks us and guess what it does to them. It underworks them. So, you know, it, it doesn't solve any problems either. Worrying about them, obsessing about them, and their problems doesn't help. It solves nothing. You know, worrying and obsessing keep us so t tangled in our heads, we can't solve our own problems. So whenever we become attached in these ways to someone or something, that's what we become detached from. We become detached from ourselves. We lose touch with ourselves. We forfeit our power and ability to think, feel, act, and take care of ourselves. We lose control of ourselves and our life. Obsession with another human being or a problem is an awful thing to be caught up in. And that is exactly what codependence do. That is exactly what a toxic relationship is. It's an obsession. You know, we're always worrying about or reacting to or trying to control another human being or beings. We are basically saying, this is, we have this unwritten rule book. And if you don't follow our rules, because my rules keep me safe, my rules stop me from going into flight, fight, or freeze, you know, response, then mm, I'm going to have to control you even more. And maybe I'm going to have to manipulate you passive aggressively, aggressively. Maybe I'm going to have to persecute you. I don't know. And guess what? That other person plays the game just as well as the victim or persecuting you. And it goes on and on. So, you know, maybe you've been or are obsessed with someone or something, right? So what happens? Something, you know, someone does or says something. A thought occurs to you. Something happens or it doesn't happen. Or you say something's happening, but you're not sure what. <gasps> he doesn't call. Usually he called by now. He doesn't answer. Oh my gosh, he should. I texted him. He didn't text me back. <gasps> oh my gosh. Um, I said this. He said this. What did blah, 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 blah. And guess what? It's gonna happen again and again and again. 
and you just know something bad is going on, something terrible. It's happening, it's happened, or it's about to happen. And even if it's happening, happened, or about to happen, you must, must fix this. You must rescue it. You must take control, right? Well, that's, no, you, it's the worst thing we can do, but we continue to do it. And remember, I was seeped in codependency. I know it's the, it's the roller coaster from hell. It just never ends. You got to get off. So when you're obsessed, you can't get your mind off that person or that problem. You don't know what you're feeling. You don't even really know what the hell you're thinking. You don't even know what you should do. But by God, you better do something fast. You really quickly and you you better solve it, you know? And it's just in in, in the amount of energy it takes from you and your life. And and you know, and if you have children, the amount of energy it steals from your children. Oh, it's horrible. Worrying, obsessing, and controlling. You guys, they're all illusions. They're tricks we play on ourselves. You know, we feel like we're doing something to solve our problem, but we're not. And I get it. I do get it, right? Many, many of us have, you know, reacted this way, justifiably with a good reason, right? We again, grew up in those households. We had unhealed wounds, you know, trauma attachments. We had a lot of, un, you know, emotional problems that disrupted our lives, right? And we became these anxious, upset, worried, and obsessed children who became adolescents, who became young adults, who became adults. And, you know, and some, when we love someone who's in trouble, or we think they're in trouble, or we make up trouble, it's out of our control. You know, his or her problem could be, let's see, alcoholism, um, drug addiction, an eating disorder, gambling. Um, they have a mental or emotional problem themselves, most likely, or a combination of those. Or they are also codependent or they're narcissists or they're a codependent slash narcissist. Right. And, you know, and it, it's just in some of us, there maybe there's some less serious problems, but you're obsessing about them anyways. You know, or there's a lot of people that we love and care about that have mood swings, right? Big ones, which is mental, emotional health problems. But one day they're up, one day they're down. You never know who's going to walk through the door, you know? And what do we do? So, you know, we think that they should do things differently. And we know there's a better way. A way that we believe wouldn't cause so many problems. And we have the way. We know the way. And they need to follow us and we need to control it and everything will be fine, but it's not, it never is. So out of habit, we've developed this attitude of attachment, of worrying, reacting, and obsessively trying to control, right? And as I said before, we're afraid to let go because when we let go, we're going to hurt. And maybe we've convinced ourselves in the past that when we let go, these terrible, hurtful things happened. And maybe they did, but maybe they had to happen, right? You know, um, we've been attached to people, right? We've been living our lives for them and through them. And for us, it seems safer to stay attached, safer to stay obsessed. At least we know that, you know what, if we're controlling this, and we're obsessing, we're going to be okay. You know, we just keep attaching to problems and people. And we know that worrying isn't solving anything. And we know that most of these problems, we don't have the solution to. We just don't. And we're, guess what? We're always in turmoil. 
We're in turmoil over what to say, what to not say, what to do, what not to do. What did they do? What didn't they do? What will they do next? What won't they do next? Oh, what does this mean? What does that not mean? Do you think this means that? Oh, and our mind is like a freaking, it's on fire. It is just fires are booming. Boom, 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 all over your brain and you're reacting, 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 you're something. And you're exhausted. Are you exhausted listening to me? I'm about to lose my voice because it's so exhausting, right? <laughs> you know, and we don't, some of us aren't even aware how tightly we're holding on. We've convinced ourselves that this is the way to go, that there's no other choice. We have to do this. And my answer to that is, who says you have to do that? What, what, who, what, what? And I remember saying to myself, Heather, stop. This is killing you. And I did feel like, we finally realized codependence was killing me. So what's the answer? Detachment. Detachment. And what is detachment? You know what? It's not a cold, hostile withdrawal. It's a resigned, despairing acceptance of life. That, you know what? Not everything is our problem. And that we do not have to be affected by people and their problems. It's not, you know, shirking our responsibilities. It's not a Pollyanna, ignorant, you know, reaction. It's basically saying, I love me and I deserve more than this. And this person deserves more than my controlling. Maybe it can work with us together. Maybe it can't, but I need to heal my codependency. That's what it says. You know, in, in most people will tell you, you have to go no contact. And here's what I have found when with people that, you know, when if you were to tell a codependent who is obsessing about their partner, okay, um, that they need to go no contact. They cannot do it until they're ready. How do they get ready? How do they do it? It literally, it, they have to hit a rock bottom. It, it's... You know, because what happens with, I, I find, and, you know, again, this goes against most what any therapist, anybody might tell you about no contact. But, but what I find is when you tell somebody, go no contact, and they're not ready, it actually spins them, the, the spin cycle that starts is way longer and worse than if you were to, you know, help them learn self-love, help them learn self-worth, teach them, you know, how to start withdrawing, detaching from their attachment without going cold turkey. <clears throat> because what I have found is it's almost impossible for many of them. They have to, again, what do I say all the time? God, you guys know this. Change happens when it's harder to stay the same than change. And everybody comes to that point at a different point, right? And so just because I say go no contact doesn't mean that they will. You know, I have a client. <laughs> God, I love her. She's one of my favorites. And she, you know, um, the narcissist blocked her. Time and time again, right? Blocking, that's their silent part of their silent treatment, right? Block, block, block. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Oh, God, love her. She freaking found this app where you can get this fake phone number to call. 
And you know what happens that when you do that, you, you literally feel so shitty about yourself, how weak you are. That at first, when you talk to them, you're so relieved to hear their voice. You're so relieved to get through. And then you go, then you just feel sick. You feel ignorant. You feel weak. You feel pathetic. And then guess what? We take a hundred freaking steps. And that's okay. It's okay because there's always time to start again. But, you know, detachment... It's basically based on the premise that each person is responsible for him or herself, that we can't solve problems that aren't ours to solve, and that worrying doesn't help. See, we adopt this policy of keeping our hands off of other people's responsibilities and tend to our own instead. See, we, we learned that if people create disasters for themselves, well, guess what? We have to allow them to, you know what? Face their own damn music. We have to allow people to be who they are. We need to give them the freedom to be responsible and to grow and give ourselves that same freedom. We need to live our lives to the best of our abilities and we need to strive to change and to heal. Okay, and we need to learn that what cannot be changed by us is better off without us in it. <laughs> you know, if we can not solve a problem and if we have done what we could, we need to learn to just live with or in spite of that problem. And we need to live happily, focusing heroically on what is good in our lives and feeling grateful for that. We learn that making the most of what we have and being grateful for what we have and striving for more turns into more good things, things we want, opportunities, people, love, connection. Then they will begin to release the toxic relationship. That's how I work with codependents. Detachment involves present moment living, living in the here and now. So what that means is we are, you know, allowing life to happen to us instead of forcing it and trying to control it. We relinquish our regrets over the past and we relinquish our fears about the future. We make the most of each day. Detachment involves accepting reality. It's a faith in ourselves, in other people, in humanity, in God. We believe in the rightness and the appropriateness of each moment. See, we begin to release our burdens, our cares, and give our, ourselves that freedom to enjoy life in spite of all of these unsolved problems we're running around trying to solve. We, we, you know what? We begin to trust that all is well in spite of these conflicts within ourselves. And we begin, again, to detach from that other person's shit. That's their shit to deal with. It. Stop eating their shit sandwiches. No more. They taste like crap, right? <laughs> Stop. So um, you need to know that it, it doesn't mean you don't care. It means we learn to love, to care, and to be involved without going crazy. We stop creating all the chaos in our minds, in our environment, you know? So what are the rewards of detachment? Oh my God, serenity, peace, 
joy, love, a deep sense of peace, I should say. It's a, it's a, we, we now have the ability to give and receive love that's energizing, okay? We actually now can actually solve real problems. <laughs> we find the freedom to live on our own lives without, you know, excessive feelings of guilt or responsibility. Sometimes detachment even motivates and, you know what, Free the people around this, us so they can actually begin solving their problem. We stop worrying about them and they pick up the slack. And guess what they do? They finally start worrying about themselves. Whoa, what a grand plan. But guess what? And if they don't pick up the slack, we don't care. Not that, how about this? It's not that we don't care. It's that, that's their problem, not ours. And they will live and learn or they won't. Detachment is an act of art. It's a way of life. It's a gift to you, to those who seek it. I want to give it to you. Okay? You know, how do we detach? How do we extricate our emotions, mind, body, and spirit from the in total just uh, agony of entanglement, of attachment, of obsession as best as we can? <laughs> but obviously, I have a way. Which leaves me in seven days. Guess what? I'm releasing the course. Tackling toxic relationships, rebuilding you. Because the only way to detach, the only way to do that is to find self-love, self-worth, and obviously heal. This course isn't so much about healing as it is about finding your worth. Learning the tools through mind, body, and spirit to find your worth, to find yourself love, to learn to detach. Later on, I will be the course about healing. But now I've realized after years of doing this, the first step is learning to love yourself because until you love yourself, you can't detach. It's nearly impossible. So as you learn to love yourself, as you learn the tools I'm going to teach in this course about boundaries, assertiveness, how this begins, how it ends, what this looks like, um, self-esteem, self-care. As you learn these things, detachment becomes easier. Then we can go in and heal the wounds. When should we detach? When do you detach? Guess what? When we can't stop thinking about, talking about, worrying about someone or something, when our emotions are constantly churning, boiling, when we feel like we have to do something about someone because we can't stand it another minute, when we're hanging on by a thread, that's when, you know, when you really know you need to detach, when it seems the least likely or possible thing to do. That sucks. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, when it seems like the last thing you can do, that means you got to do it. I'm going to help you. This course is going to be amazing. May 6th is the day 2021 that open enrollment will start. And it will be closed. I think I'm going to close the enrollment after probably, I don't know when I'm going to start it. I haven't decided, but May 6th is when you can start. Um, so what you got to do is start thinking about what's best for your life. Start thinking about you. Start 
thinking about your feelings. Ask yourself right now, what are you feeling? What do you think? What do you need to take care of yourself? You know, right now, I want to ask you this. Is there a problem or a person in your life that you're excessively worried about? Write about them. Write as much as you need to get it out of your system. Now, after you've written everything about them, focus on yourself. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? How do you feel about detaching from this person or this problem? What will happen if you detach? Well, if you don't detach, what will happen? Ha! <laughs> Ask yourself that. Where are you going to see yourself in five years? If you did not have that person or problem in your life, what would you be doing with your life that is different from what you're doing now? How would you be feeling and behaving? Spend a few minutes visualizing your life, feeling and behaving the way you want to. Okay, guys, um, I included a, a link here that you can, I have a whole page full of freebies, downloadables, all about codependence, how to help you, tips, things, things. Click on the, that link and go download your free stuff. Download these, you know, they're, they're PDFs I've created. It took a lot of time creating them. They're for you. They're free. And then guess what? May 6th. If you want to be on the list to get into this class, it's going to be eventually to be a do-it-yourself. But since it's the first time I'm, I'm releasing it, I'm going to lead you through it. And I'm going to give you a lot. And I'm going to be there for you twice a week with live calls, answering your questions, working through the lessons. It's going to be three modules. Thank you for tuning in. Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. I will be doing uh, podcasts two more in the next week because I really want to get you guys ready to tackle toxic relationships. Thanks again.